Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi podcast where two black millennials recap every episode of Degrassi from junior high to next class. Because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's jump in. We're back. We're back, everyone. (gasps) With a new season. We are back. It's a new season. Um, Very excited season before we even get into it this episode has a major trigger warning uh we'll be talking pretty uh in depth about sexual assault so if this is not something that you want to hear right now we understand go listen to another episode or wait until we come back next week with um, something a little bit different. Yes, but I'll, I'll be sure to um, put maybe like a timestamp if you want to hear us catch up um, before the episode. Uh, I'll put a timestamp in the description um, for anyone that's wanting to op out later on. That is a great idea. Um, speaking of which, how are you doing, Lauren? I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, the, the sun is shining today and there's blue skies, there's no pollution. So I feel, I feel optimistic. Um, yesterday was heavily polluted oh. and I was over it. I was like, I, I really thought I was out here thinking seasonal depression is over, but in China I have to deal with seasonal depression, but like also like bad pollution days, um, are, yes. are tough. Um, but today I feel good, so I'm going to, I'm going to embrace that. Um, uh, but yeah, just been busy. I've been working a lot, trying to make money so I can get the fuck out of this country. Um, and, uh, yeah, but been, been doing good. Been doing good today. Like I'm off most of the week, so I'm happy about that with my job awesome yeah how are you doing miss beautiful bonnet sonic y'all can't see but sonic's got her got her her wonderful bonnet on yeah my bonnet game is strong (laughs) um i'm doing all right uh i cannot complain uh it is starting to it feels like the weather is beginning to shift here Mm -hmm. a little bit but like not a lot of bit but it's nice to see that like yesterday um, was the first day that the the sun set at seven o'clock, and uh, according to the weather, that's going to be like the earliest that the sun will set until September. So I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like amazing! Like we're officially, you know, entering into spring. Um, it seems like very soon. Um, but I've been mostly working. I went home to Maryland to visit family and got to hang out with my little baby nephew. And it was so lovely. He's turning one next week. Oh I also gosh. have another first birthday coming up for my cousin's son. So I'll be back in Maryland this weekend as well to um, to see them and everything. So a lot of back and forth in Maryland, but, you know, for good things. Yeah. And um, I'm going to actually do a little plug Listener, I am doing a virtual comedy show on Thursday, March 30th. I will probably post it maybe on our Instagram to promote it because it is virtual. We're doing some stand-up with this, or I am doing stand-up with this organization that um, basically focuses on like racial justice and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So it should be a good show. So if you're interested, you can, you know, reserve a spot and see me do some stand-up. Okay. Um, I also have a show next week too, but that's in person. And you cannot be there in person with me because I don't know I don't know where you live. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little bit a little bit sketchy. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, feeling I'm feeling good. Can't complain about much of anything. I've been um very much locked in on the Vanderpump rules drama. Um, yes, I'm in uh I've been catching up because I did drop off of that show a little bit ago. Who did it? Because I was kind of annoyed with like the cast members. <laughs> who yeah, I was, did like, it? I was like, who are these new people? Like, fuck Jax and Brittany. Um, I'm a Jax hater. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been catching up on the reunions. Because the good thing about Bravo shows is that you can just watch the reunions. Like, you don't have to watch the whole season. You can just catch up. Exactly. So I'm catching up through the reunions. So I can start watching this season because apparently the scandal, as Bravo is, call- Bravo is calling hashtag scandal wall, will be aired. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, bitch. Like, I got to I gotta catch up. Like, I got to get in. I got to get into it. Like, I yes. can't. I will not be left behind. Mm-hmm. So that's been exciting for me today in the past couple of days. <laughs> just like, ugh. God, it feels like okay. I was expl- I, the- I was explaining this to someone the other day because I had um like it's either like invested time that uh things that you invest time into and like effort. So that could be reality uh-huh. television show. It could be like someone that you hate watch and like or hate follow just because you're trying to keep up with their like life's drama and you like hate keeping up with it but eventually it's gonna pay off uh-huh. and i feel like like right it's paying off you know my investment is finally returning yes absolutely um definitely getting that return on the investment it's amazing i feel like i am like uh, on the wall street stock exchange <laughs> like the dow jones is up <laughs> All right. And I'm like, yes, money is coming in today. So I'm very excited about this. Um, I, I'm just like, I, I was like, oh, I, I love a good reality TV. Just like when shit happens, like in real time and then you get to see everybody like respond to it. It's just like, oh, I'm like, mm-hmm. give it to me. I'm so hungry. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been fun. That's been like really great. Also, while I'm here, I'm going to plug something else. Um, yeah. Over at We Die First, we have jumped into back into podcasting. We are going to give you an episode a week now. Um, hey. And this month is Mind Bending March. We're talking about psychological horror. So uh, you should be listening. We just did Possession. Lauren, you should be on the podcast. I know you hate horror movies, but I think that you should watch one. I could do I a psychological a one, though. One. I think I could do that. Okay, then we could probably do that. Or actually, no, I th- I want you to be scared. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I be go scared. Easy on you. I'm, don't worry, I'll be scared. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> oh my god! You will be scared regardless. I know this. Um, speaking of scared, yeah. side note: Have you watched The Last of Us? Oh yes, I'm. I am fully in The Last of Us. Okay, okay. So I am not fully caught up, but like I'm like episode five in. And I must say, I'm getting itchy just thinking about it. Um, I realize my fear, (laughs) (laughs) my fear is like, um, uh, like fungus stuff. Like, my that's an actual fear of mine. And, like, I'm really, like, I had to stop watching it. Like, I had to, like, cover my eyes during the intro. Like, I can't see that, like, 
moving like when the stuff comes out of their mouth like i'm i'm i'm, I'm getting like the heebie-jeebies right now like thinking about it <laughs> and i realize like, that's my gross. actual fear oh my gosh but okay yeah this, fungus is gross you know what made me think of it did you ever watch that that tlc special half man half tree <laughs> uh yes oh my god ew yeah <laughs> Now you got me getting the heebie-jeebies. I remember that. And he had that weird... Yes. What did he have? Like, what was growing on him? I think it was a fungal infection. I think it was a fungal infection. And I'm like, oh my God, it's real. Like, this shit is real. It's a real possibility and a danger. Yeah, I just Googled him. Oh my God. Yes. He. What was that? What What was growing out of him? And then his like he had like his his all Holy all his shit. limbs look like trees too like tree stumps. There's like also like I'm I'm googling it and there's like more than one person with this. I'm like, what is that? The Last of Us is real. That's all I'm saying. Oh <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We're taking too oh many God. antibiotics. We're killing off the good bacteria. <laughs> it's happening. No, I'm just like I'm just like girly in that second episode of Indonesia when she was like. Bomb it. She's like, bomb, listen, bomb everything. It's like, I'm like, she's so me. Like, I'm like, I see a spider. I'm like, bomb the house. Mm-hmm. Like, bomb it. Let's, like, let's burn it all down. She's Come so on. me coded. I love her. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yes. So, but that yes, being said, yes. I can get through, like, I think now that I can, like, think of things intelligently, I get less scared. I, like, kind of, like, will get through it to kind of get to the the bigger picture of the movie or the content. But The Last of Us is hard to get through with that damn fun guy, I must say. It's it's hard. It is hard. But I hope I that it. you can suck it up for us. We'll, we'll, do a, we'll do a little We Die First. Everybody wants something um, yes. crossover. I think it'd be great. We'll have to have Andrew on here as well. Very fun. We will have to have Andrew. Oh, my two worlds colliding. Wow. Worlds collide. How can that be? Um, um, Lauren, <laughs> do you have any special words for our lovely listeners by any chance? Um, I, I do. Okay, so we got lots of DMs. And our first one is from, couldn't tell you what their name is. It's Co. K-O. Number, 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 number. Cool. Um, Got it. And they said, so when should we expect female issues to come out? And I forgot we were were workshopping a possible pilot called Female Issues. I can't remember what it was about. (laughs) I've totally like... we told you that we go into a fugue state when we record this podcast. No. Female issues. I got it. Oh, the newspaper. The turn of the it's century. Like the, the magazine, the women's magazine. But like, mm-hmm. it like early turn of the century, 1900s. Okay, got it. We're back. Yes. Um, so they said, might I suggest a black woman who is preparing their tea and cleaning, but then comes out writing the first article meant for black women and their beauty tips. Ooh, okay. I like that. Maybe yes. we have like a guest, like a special guest. You know, those shows love to like throw in like, um, like a real person, like a real person from history. We have like <laughs> Madam C.J. Walker. Uh-huh. We have someone play her on it. I like that. Okay. I like that a lot. We like. We're mm-hmm. this is this is happening. Like, 
um, showrunners. Yes, we'll uh, give you. We'll give you. <laughs> we'll give you a story by credit on that episode, but that's it. Don't even ask for more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, um. Our second DM is from Krista, and Krista says, Totally remember the day the giant big screen TV took a shit. Me and my bro- <laughs> me and my brother were sitting and watching Dr. Phil after school. We didn't have tape cable at the time, which I'm like, relatable. Relatable. <laughs> um, we both looked over at each other and tried to turn it back on with the remote. It was almost as if a death had occurred in our living room. I think we called our mom at works. <laughs> oh, I'm like flashing <laughs> back here. Oh my god. Um, I think we called our mom at the work. The number so- of times I would call my mom at work for just like <sighs> literally the most unimportant things. And now she calls me while I'm at work and I'm like... I'm working like it's prevent. She it's, always it's thinks payback. I'm sleeping. Like I'll answer the phone and she's like, "Were you sleeping?" I'm like, "No, it's I'm working. Why do you think I'm sleeping all the time?" Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's true payback. I remember calling my mom being like, "Can I have the last pap pap tart? Can I can I finish the Kool-Aid?" Like <laughs> it's dumb shit. <laughs> I was like, when are you coming home? Like, the same time I come home every day, you little bitch. Like, what do you mean? Like, when are you going to come home? <laughs> Can um, you bring home McDonald's for dinner? <laughs> oh, how, how, don't even bother asking to bring home something because there's food in the house. How dare you? Um, uh, oh, I think we called our mom at work so we wouldn't get blamed for breaking it. Now that is real. You're Smart, getting ahead of yeah. it. You're like, we're warning you now before yeah. you get home. This happened. It's not our fault. Um, <laughs> it sat in our living room for a while while we until we switched out TVs from our parents' room. Then it made its way to the garage where my dad sat two other working TVs on top of it and then another big screen next to it. Glad I'm not the only one that feels like trash for this type of setup. <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. I feel like many of us, those TVs were impossible to get out of the house. So like once they died, mm-hmm. it was like, it's just the corpse is just going to be sitting here. Like no one's, we have to go get like hire people to like move mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. <laughs> They're it so was actually, big. It's actually funny because I remember my parents finally moved. They like basically, there's like different, um, not even hire. There's like companies that will come and just like pick up stuff that you don't want anymore to go take somewhere. You just have to set mm-hmm. up a time. And yeah. they're like, why didn't we do this years ago? Uh-huh. And I'm like, because no one knows that these exist. That's why. Yeah, bulk removal. <laughs> yeah, you don't My realize My family knew you're... about bulk removal, but they still just didn't do it. Like we just, <laughs> it just became like, it just was like, like I said, part of the family. We just like left it there. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, we also got a DM from C or Sia, Sai. Let us know how you say your name. Um, <laughs> they're listening to this past week's episode and saying that they that they were dying at the comments about Paige's gift to Alex. As soon as Sonique said, "Maybe they're stripping in gowns." <laughs> I immediately thought of Mia on Real Housewives of Potomac, on trying, Potomac. To des- <laughs> trying to describe the strip club she worked at when she met her husband, G. It's a classy place. We wore gowns. This was perfect. 
Yes, literally that. And they served lobster and steak. And she just would wear the gown and take it down a little bit. And then she'd be in her boy shorts. And, like, she was not naked. It was like, okay, right. Mia, you're a stripper. Like, it's okay. Yeah, stop trying to, like, like <laughs> ration- what is it called? Um, when you, like, stop trying to qualify it or, like, dim it down or something. I forget the name of the well, word. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like or it's like strip coded. It's like you were a stripper. Yeah. That's like fine. Like <laughs> that's you did what you had to do. <laughs> like she grew up like in the system. Didn't yeah. really have much family support. Like all right, you and were, you met you, you met you met like, your husband right, go. to get you out of it. And I met that's a rich the- ass man. And I have a well, I was gonna say, and I got a big ass house, but they got kicked out of their house because they ain't got no money. So <laughs> just saying, you were rich. <laughs> so. Not many of us can even say that in past tense. So Thank you, you were rich. I think that's something. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we got a DM from our lovely listener, Kirsten. And Kirsten <laughs> said, because we, we had a lot of talk about, um, I didn't know I was pregnant last week. And... Um, the the situations that that would put you in um so kirsten says referring to being worried about shitting out a baby on the toilet (laughs) i was so worried that would happen to me and then dude i wish this had been that easy laugh my ass off i was in labor with my first kid for 42 hours oh my gosh this is why I can't have kids. Why do they even let people do that for that long? I don't know. I don't know. That just feels like like wrong. Because it is. Um, on the medical said, team's part, not on yours, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure it's, not, it's not your like, fault. That's it's not like fault. less than an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Kirsten said, I just wouldn't dilate. I don't know how these women get so lucky with their babies just come flying out. Anyway, you guys will do great. LOL. <laughs> Kristen, I don't know. That's why I'm, I don't know if I'm having kids for that alone. Um, also, pro tip, if you opt for a C-section, you get prescribed perks and, nar- and Norcos to go. You do. Perk. You do. I know. I um, think surgery is worth it if just for the pills you get. I mean. But you know what? Saying. It's hard to poop when you have when you take them because I had I was on like hydrocortisone when I got my appendix taken out and it's I didn't tough. go to the bathroom for days and when I finally did it was really tough <laughs> kind of like shitting on a baby actually let's <laughs> say okay um, okay uh, gun to your head would you rather <laughs> it's been a while since I've done this have would you rather um, you got three choices. Poop out a baby because you didn't know you're pregnant and you have a surprise pregnancy. Be in be in labor for almost two days. Period. And then number three, have a C-section and then not be able to shit for several days. And then be in so much pain when you have to shit. So what would you say? Okay. My answer, I would rather shit out a baby only because I'm assuming if, it, if you're like, even though like, yeah, they describe like pooping out their baby as like the most like it's so painful but i imagine it's probably a lot shorter so i'd rather mm-hmm. in, in, endure intense pain in a short period of time than like a very long stretch you know 
I would say the same. I would say the same. Yeah. Um, because I will say that pain of not having, like, I know it probably sounds crazy because I, I think maybe if you hear this, these options, you would think, oh, C-section and then not being a poop. But, like, not being able to go to the bathroom for days and you're, you are eating still is miserable. It is a very miserable feeling. And then, like, when you finally do go to the bathroom, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is not fun at all. Sure isn't. Um, yeah. And our last DM is from uh, last week. Um, and they, or sorry, it was from BG. And they were listening to last week's throwback episode, which was Manny's thong episode. And mm-hmm. uh, it reminded them of the first time they listened to it. <laughs> and they were mentioning, when y'all talk, we're talking about Shane McKay. I suggested an in memoriam segment called In the Arms of a Shane Joel for characters we will never see again. And I forgot about that too. <laughs> oh my God. I remember that now. Okay. Do you want to start that? Starting we today? To. We have to. Starting today. In the season Arms of seven, a Shane Joel. Okay. Starting season seven, we're doing it because we still, I mean, we still have like a thousand seasons to go. So, like, we can we can do this. Thank you so much. In the arms of the angel. In the arms of a angel. And I think we are good. <laughs> Should we do this? this we sing that before we do it. <laughs> obviously. So I think when we okay, anytime we have like a last appearance, or obviously if someone dies. But this week, I think we're going to on Instagram on EWS Pod. If you're not following us there, we will be posting a. Um, like in remembrance, like people we've lost uh, this past <laughs> this past year, like the things that they play at the Grammys, and like they <laughs> play at all oh, yeah. shows. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I I agree. I think yes, I love that. We'll do that. Thank you so much um, for reminding us of that, and we will we will be sure to do it. Oh, goodness. But uh, thank you so much for your lovely uh, messages. Be sure to hit us up at EWS Pod if you have any questions or um, any opinions you'd like to share or any thoughts that just kind of come to you. Be sure to also leave us a review on the podcast, please, on Apple Podcasts, please. We really like that, please. Um, But if you're ready, Lauren, we can hop into this episode. I'm ready. Let's get into it. We'll be right back after a quick break. Let's get into it. We're watching season seven, episodes one and two. It's a two-parter, Standing in the Dark. In part one, um, winter semester gets off to a bad start as the corridors of Degrassi have become a pressure cooker. With an unexpected influx of students from Lakehurst after a mysterious fire burned their school to the ground, Degrassi students find themselves facing old enemies and new friends. Um, so the episode starts off with our cold open of Quest, and it's winter, which I feel like is the first time we've ever seen signs of actual weather on Degrassi, right? Very true, very true. It's like very wintry. The episode said, we're in Canada, eh? And I was like, you are. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Um, <laughs> so um, 
So the the this okay. First of all, the show looks different. I think I don't know if maybe they changed how they were filming it. I don't know that much about cameras, but I feel like something maybe some like weird digital thing happened. But like the show has a weird glow to it. Um, it kind of looks like old episodes of Drag Race when they had like the Vaseline like lens. Yeah, something about it has a weird like haze that I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, we catch Emma and Manny. New semester, new hair. Spoken to Manny. Um, she should have burned it like she they burned down that school. Because what the fuck is on Cassie Steele's head? It's tough. <laughs> what did Who, he do? Also, okay, did you know anyone in real life that had this this kind of bang haircut? Because it's kind of like the um, Lee. I don't. I feel like Betty the Page. Or, what? Like a Betty Page, like bang, kind of like, like a rockabilly, like it's a, kind of like a shorter uh-huh. bang, straight across, and then with that length of hair, it's giving kind of like a rockabilly, like a Betty Page type of yes, look. yes. I I knew like a few people I went to summer camp with that were like, <laughs> I would call them scene girls, like they were they were like going to like emo punk band concerts and stuff, but they had that haircut. Like, they were the first people I knew with tattoos. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I always think, but so I was kind of shocked when I saw Manny with the haircut because I'm like, that's not you. That's not. It's not her. Um, I, I knew someone who had a haircut like that, but it worked. Um, I think in part because, well, the color, she had black hair. Um, Cassie Steele, I don't know who did this, and she's talked about it. She and Sinead Grimes did like a YouTube where they talked about. I think like the show and they had made reference to the hair. Um, it's like, you know, she has naturally dark hair yeah. that clearly was trying to bleach. I feel like they were going for blonde and it didn't lift all the way. Cause her hair is, it's like her, she had a jet black hair. And it's, it's like, giving, it's hard girl. It's giving, um, is it Katie? Katie from Vanderpump rules where she had that really bad blonde hair. Yes, the what? Yeah, that season when Katie had <laughs> yes. that orange hair. That, yes, sorry, that's not blonde, literally it. Hair. <laughs> it was orange. It was terrible. I'm so happy that Katie Maloney has figured out her hair this season. She's leaned. She's leaned into her dark, 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 chocolatey hair and has like a blunt bob, and it looks so good. It's taken us many years before this girl figured her hair out, but she looks good. We're still yeah. working on the clothes, but we're getting there. Um, <laughs> I have patience, we're okay? Um, but yeah, she has this terrible hairstyle, the bayangs. <laughs> like, it's 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 awful. It's giving Beyonce in the telephone music video, oh, but way worse. No. It's bad. Bad. But um, anyway, they're back to school, though, and Emma and Manny are bummed. Spinner shows up, but he but Spinner shows up and he's excited because they're gonna graduate like after the semester. Finally for him, they're excited. Um, but the school is incredibly overcrowded because as we mentioned, Lakehurst burned down and the two schools have merged, which is um Degrassi's favorite go-to trope of uh, explaining it. why kids have to be in a certain school. It's like the school burned down. I'm like who is the arson in the greater <laughs> Toronto area that is burning down schools? It has done it since the eighties. Like yeah. Someone needs to be taken to justice. Like, like the, the public school system is in danger in this area because someone does not want kids to go to school. Sure don't. 
Shout out. It's sick, and no one's talking about it. Like, I feel like I'm on TikTok right now. Like, I think it's interesting that nobody wants to talk about how all the schools in Degrassi <laughs> keep burning down. <laughs> like, and no one wants to talk about that. You're not ready for that conversation. It's like, bitch, we all know. Like, just no one cares. <laughs> like, shut up. I love, I love, that's such like a funny trope, like, internet trope of people like, um... I'm like, someone is talking about that. Like, there's a bit of books written about that. Like, you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. didn't know until today. And now you're like, I just think it's interesting how no one's talking about the American military industrial complex. Like, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> what? Read a book. <laughs> read a fucking book. That's what happens. Watch people aren't reading video, anymore. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to f- go to fucking work and no one wants to fucking read. Um, but yeah, so... Um, they aren't happy that the school that killed the grassy, because as you know, the Lakehurst stabbed JT. Um, the school that killed JT, not Degrassi, but it is at this is at Degrassi, but um it's like whatever. Um Darcy makes a point of proving that she and Peter are together because he's talking to other girls. And at this point, the main point of contention between the two of them is that Darcy is ready to go public with this relationship, but Peter is still kind of you know, cagey and wants to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, in our first ep- uh, episode scene, uh, Miss H is running an assembly in this very crowded um, all-purpose room with these kids. <laughs> um, I like how they try to... I feel like the way that they make the late curse kids look, it's like they just make them wear hoodies and like hats. <laughs> and that's like they're, they're from late curse. Like, <laughs> like, like, what does that mean? Like, I don't... <laughs> Yeah, this the style of the school as right. So like we've talked about before. We went to like uh like a high school system where there's three three local high schools within the same vicinity. And the fact that like they're trying to project this thing of like Lakehurst and Grassy are like so completely different. Like they're from different like countries, different like different parts of the 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 country. They're down the street from each other. Why they look so different? Right, and I feel like they're also trying to hint, hint, nudge, judge, like, oh, Lakehurst is the bad school. But I'm like, Degrassi had a shooting. Like, I feel like you would both be seen as, like, like you're kind of equal at this point. Like, a student from Lakehurst stabbed someone. A student at Degrassi uh, tried, uh, shot up the school. I think we're even. I think we both, like, I think we've done both. We've both um, <laughs> done a lot of fucked up things, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very funny. I think it's interesting that they're trying to, like, telegraph that they're the bad kids by wearing, like, I guess they're kind of, like, a little, like, grungier looking. Like, a little more alt. But, like. Yeah. Okay. Like, sure. Um, (laughs) Miss H expects Degrassi to make the Lakehurst students feel welcome. Um, Manny talks shit about Peter to Darcy. But Peter claims that he's a changed person now. Um, They have a little argument over Manny. Like, literally over her. And I would have punched both of them. Um, but Darcy challenges Peter to think of a way to make their relationship public to his mother because he's like she's like over it at this point. Um, in the hallway, Johnny DeMarco, a new character, uh, makes fun of Toby in front of Snake. Um, Toby starts feeling bad about it because I like, guess Snake is there, so he's like, "Yeah," like he's trying to like, talk it back and shit. I'm like, Toby, <laughs> they stomped your ass. Like I would, now. I would be careful if I were you. Like Snake can't always be by your side to make sure you don't get your ass beat. Uh, but you know he's feeling some type of way as well because Johnny was we find out later well we know because we saw the episode Johnny Mm -hmm. was one was with the 
the the angry redhead who stabbed <laughs> right. JT. So um, I guess he's an accomplice, but like I, I suppose. I mean, it would have been nice if he had called nine one one instead of just running away. Um, so we're in a cafeteria. It's mad crowded. Um, Manny uh, asks Darcy about this plan that she's kind of concocting to to get Peter to to tell his mother. Um, but she gets distracted because she notices a cute new student um, who we lear- later learn his name is Sav, played by Raymond. I don't know if his name is pronounced a black or a black, but he's fine. Like now, fine. he's got he's got a full connecting beard. Oh, Ooh, he's real tall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me that. Give me that. Give me some of him and that. Yeah, he's hot, um, but he's supposed to be the cute guy in the school. Um, I feel like he looks very dorky, actually. He, yeah. Like, in the show. He does. I think it's... He's not... I think it's more so of, like, Degrassi's like, oh, he's not, like, the... He's not the heartthrob. Like, they love to do that for fucking Peter, which I don't get it. Um, it's like, oh, Peter's a bad guy, and that's still cute and, and hot, and, like, nope. <laughs> but, yeah. Sam is no. hot. Sav is a cutie um, and grows up to be a very handsome man. Um, Manny and Darcy go over to sit with him. Um, While they're there, they also meet a girl named Jane, who is like an alt girl with a nose ring. Um, Sav is like, he's trying to get a group of people to get together to go snowboarding over the weekend. But Darcy has a church retreat and she can't go. Um, That's when another new character, a redhead, whose name is Holly J. She shows up. And makes fun of Darcy and her extension. Darcy tells her that her ass is big because this is when girl, white girls still care about their asses right, being too big. Right. Um, <laughs> and she's she fucking karate chops her her lunch tray, and I was like, oh, she bout it, like, oh fuck, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she's like the, she's a new head bitch is in charge. She's like, let me let me show you what's what. Before Darcy could do anything, though, she gets called to the office. I thought this is funny. What do you think about it... these new characters so far? Um, Sorry, you know, go ahead and say what you're going to say. No, it, I, I'm basically just going to talk about that. Um, it's exciting. I think uh, before, when we were talking about, oh, we're getting new characters, I couldn't visualize who was coming next. And so when I saw them, I was like, oh, uh-huh. yes, like this is the fresh new blood that's like, like, um, I forget what it's called and like, and television and movie writing, right? Like where it's like a kind of like, okay, we're it's either a, like a catalyst, I guess maybe like, okay, this is this situation that's kind of like uh, switching. <laughs> I'm using too many analogies. It's switching the like the the game board like around. Like we're like we're we're rotating pieces. Like the the set pieces are rotated and like now it's not just like the same old drama like we have these new people that are like with their own personalities that like are causing a disturbance that's making for good Uh like storylines and i'm excited oh yeah for sure i am excited too i think that they're they're, we're they have a very clear point of view as soon as we meet them so it's like oh they're gonna shake it up like we've got a new like alpha bitch in the mix we got a new little cutie we got like a moody alt girl what's her gonna be her story yes. like you know so that's I kind also, of fun to kind of see like predict what they're gonna be about yes i also love i i like holly J. 
I can't remember a whole lot about her, but so far I, I like too. her. And I feel like I she, like her. I like I like a mean girl. <laughs> we love we, we right okay, but I think right. So like Paige is left. She's graduated. Paige is going through her thing. She's kind of moved on past Degrassi. I feel like a Darcy was like, oh, I'm the new head, the head B. You know the the new the new queen B. Um, but she was just there from succession. She didn't actually claim that role. But Holly's like, bitch, get the fuck out. The new queen is here. Yeah. Like, the alpha's here. Also, I like that we've gotten a lot of different types of alphas. Like, Paige was, like, catty, but Paige was never, like, just a – she was never a a bully. Like, she was always, like – yeah, she definitely was, like, bitchy, but I feel like she never really went out of her way to, like – bully people on the show so much so like we have this kind of like more kind of just like reigning queen aloof above it all then we have like a darcy who kind of has been playing at that too but like is like the good girl like i'm like the cheerleader and we haven't had like a fully like mean bitch who's also like i am gonna run this school and i'm like yes, yes this is exciting yes. also i like the actress is charlotte arnold do you remember she's on that show um she was on a show on Disney, but it was, like, a Canadian show. There's a period on Disney where, like, especially, yes. like, I think a little bit before this, that, like, they had a bunch of, like, like Life with Derek and stuff, like, random, like, Canadian shows that just were, like, I think, like, before, like, I don't even know if, like, Hannah Montana was on yet. I think before, like, uh, Disney got back into the swing of things. Uh, Naturally, Sadie. Yes. was the show. Do you yes, remember that yes, one? Yes, Mm-hmm. You're so right. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She was on that. That was a cute show. It was. I guess like there was like when 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 he, when she came on screen, I was like, oh, she's so familiar. I just assumed that she was familiar from my memory of Degrassi. But yes, Naturally Sadie. Wow. Oh, fun fact! I'm on the Naturally Sadie um, Wikipedia. It turns out that Shanae Grimes actually was on that show in season two and played a character named Arden Alcott, and she was a popular mean girl. She was the bully. So it's like they flipped. They're do both think, on the show. And now they, they flipped flipped places. It's cute. I, do you think that the writers were like, oh, people that, people that know will know? Like they're kind of just like, I think in Degrassi, it's like, oh, they're just naturally pinned against each other. But like, if you know, you know, they have history. Like in the Oh, in definitely. The universe. I think that probably might have been, especially because it also was a Canadian show. I'm sure they were like, mm-hmm. oh, it'll be like, you know, also kind of a fun bonus to be like, hey, like they were played at off of each other's foils before. Um, so um, we see the same uh, Holly J later, and she, like, calls Toby a toad and, like, pushes him out of the way. Um, well, Toby sorry, is Toby. not happy about Lakehurst, obviously. I know. Toby's like, fuck, like, have I not been through enough? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a senior now. I should be having a great time. And, I'm like, my friend died, and now I'm being called a toad. Like, what? Toby, you got to be like, a month ago. Like, this... You gotta wait till university. You got you gotta age out of high school. Gotta wait till university. To you have to. And just like be like a new person. Mm-hmm. Um so he's not happy about Lake Curse. Liberty isn't glad, but she's also like not really moved to do anything about it. She's kind of just like, you know, kind of more neutral. Mm-hmm. Um but she's like he's like kind of going off and ranting about Lake Curse and why they shouldn't be there. And Liberty says, I hear another podcast coming. And I'm almost positive this is how I learned what podcasts were. 
Probably. was this episode of Degrassi? Because when this came out, it was 2008. I was 16. I was not listening to podcasts. No. Why would no. I be? Why are you listening to podcasts? It's so weird. Um, so I don't. I think I learned what a podcast was watching this, and I didn't really start listening to podcasts until college, when the Read was the first podcast. I actually, like, okay. listened to, yeah. like, regularly. And then around the same time, I then, like, started listening to, like, This American Life. And then from that, learned about Serial. And I think that really, like, that's when I really got into podcasts. I was like, oh, my God. There's, like, so yeah. many other things out there I could be listening to. And now I'm a podcaster. Full circle. Isn't that funny? I feel like. Um, Full circle. That also, at this time, like, podcasting was so, like, oh, it's this internet thing. Like, it's this, like. It wasn't. Yeah, it was a, it was a niche thing. Yeah, like people that were into it wasn't like a widely like podcast. Where I was like podcasts, I feel like today are almost as ubiquitous as like television. Like yeah, yeah pod- listen to podcasts all the time. Or, like watching the news, it's like yeah, you listen to yeah. podcasts like it's a normal. You really had thing. to go out of your way to like find it and to listen to it. It wasn't you could. <laughs> I mean, so few people had fucking. You had to like download it to your iPod. Or your MP3 player. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I also don't think that like it took a while before Apple even started putting the podcast like app in your phone. Like I feel mm-hmm. like it was just you had to like. I used to listen to podcasts like on, like I would listen to the read on SoundCloud, or yeah. I would listen to um, This American Life on the NPR website. Like I wouldn't like <laughs> yeah. I would be doing it at a desk. Yeah, you usually. Had to, yeah. So it's like I was at like my internship. Or like I would be like studying, like or like doing homework and listening to the read, or like cleaning up my apartment and it's like on. Yeah. But I wouldn't be like walking down the street listening to a podcast. I, know. I think until maybe like I got to the end of college, I was like, oh, I'd be, I could start listening to podcasts mm-hmm. as like a thing that I just like to do. Yeah, it's so, so funny, like how these little media things. Um, listener, tell us about the first time you learned about podcasts. What was that like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I like, I did it. So weird. I was that person that's like people. I was constantly getting suggested podcasts, and I was like, ugh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. Was, I also feel like pod people who listen to podcasts were a very specific type of person uh, too. Yes, they were. They were a Toby, like a Toby. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. it, I I I used to remember think of podcasts like and podcast listeners as like typical NPR like Toby type people it's like very like specific yeah. like yeah oh did you like also like they also read the new yorker i didn't Ugh. like think of that as being like a thing people did just the did crossword and now, like, puzzles like on the weekend like uh. right and the new york times like it's very like uh whatever like fuck mm-hmm. that now look at us um but uh liberty at this point has accepted that lake kirsten kill jt and that she's just ready to move forward but toby's like nah son like let's 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 you know fisticuffs and she quotes MLK because that's the only person who's ever been pro-peace in the world and that anyone could ever quote. MLK or Gandhi, like, nobody else has ever loved peace. No one nope. ever quotes, like, um, I don't know, like a Quaker or some shit. Like, I don't know, that one Quaker guy. Maybe, I do, I, maybe I'm proving a point. I can't read anything any other pacifist except for Gandhi and MLK. Then we would have I, to admit I know there's that, lots of others. that there was, like, more people, like, trying to, like, uh, you know, peacefully resist against like a bad thing and we can't admit that there was that many bad things that we had to resist <laughs> jesus you know? that's one no one ever <laughs> wants to quote jesus anymore what's that about but, uh, but huh? only certain parts of jesus not all 
Yeah, he was flipping tables too. He was flipping tables before Teresa Giudice. Um, he could have been a housewife. Um, so Darcy goes to Miss H's office, and Peter is there. And he has decided to reveal to Miss H that they are dating and she's thrilled about it. Darcy claims that her parents already know and they're just happy to highly be like open and honest. And Miss H is actually happy because she thinks that Darcy has been has been rubbing off on Peter in some ways because apparently he's changed or we've. Again, uh, Peter, I, I wish we could just see more of Peter being better. Like I'm willing to accept that Peter could be a better person, but we don't get to see it. It's just like people saying like, oh, he's so much better now. I'm like. I haven't seen him be better, but okay. Um, outside of Degrassi, Toby is needling Johnny. Um, Johnny is like, he didn't like remember him. He's like, oh yeah, we beat your ass. And Toby's like, oh, you were there when my friend was stabbed. And Johnny's like, oh, and like leaves. Uh, <laughs> Lakehurst and Degrassi are combining the spirit squads. And Darcy maintains that she is captain. Um, she announces to Manny that she and Peter are official. And Manny's, like, gives her blessing. She's like, I'm cool with it, whatever. Like, Peter has changed. I'm whatever. Um, but Manny wants to go snowboarding. And she's like, Darcy, you have to come. It's going to be so fun. But Darcy's like, oh, you know, I have, like, the, you know, like, my parents wouldn't let me. And I'd rather spend time with my boyfriend anyway. <laughs> my boyfriend. I feel like. But that doesn't last for long. I feel like <laughs> Manny is, like, oh, Emma's fucking lame. She's, like, out here trying to be a housewife with her military boyfriend. And I'm just trying to have a fun bestie again. Trying, she she stooped as low to fi- try to find a bestie in Miss Jesus Christ lover herself, Darcy. And that was a mistake number one, Manny. Mistake number one. And she's dating Peter. This, that, is, no, this, this is your third we're round with Peter. Peter. <laughs> Why do all your friends keep dating Peter? I'd be so mad. Um, also, Peter I'm pretty sure Emma and, and Sean are broken up. Remember? But they, she got preg- She found out she's pregnant. She wasn't pregnant. She then she told pregnant. him, and then they, they just she, they accepted that they just like that like they're they're just going down different paths. I think the implication is that like they broke up. Like they're oh, like not really. I think in my mind, I was still envisioning anymore. the scene where he comes to see her and he's in his uniform. I thought that was happening soon. Is that happening soon? Oh, maybe they are together. I don't know. But they're going to end soon, so... Did they break up? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're going to break up. They're not going to be fucking last. Yeah. One. Yeah, maybe they are still together. You're right. Um. So, uh, but yeah, well, it doesn't last for long because after practice, Darcy's parents are, are waiting for her. They're trying to find her. Uh, Miss H introduces herself to Darcy's parents like, oh, you know, our kids are dating now. So I thought it'd be good for us to, like, you know, exchange information, like, you know, be in con- in contact but uh, it looks like her parents know nothing about them dating. And they don't like his, they don't like Peter's history. Uh, they're us. They're like, um, didn't he leave you out in the rain, Darcy? Um, Darcy, didn't he like sell your pictures to a creep who came to our house Thank and called 911? Thank you. Um, but then they go too far and they're like, listen, you divorced whore. Because your son's so bad. He's not a father. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> and that you. is where Darcy gets it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if you were still married to Mr. Stone, then your son wouldn't be a fucking pervert, huh? Ever thought about that? Yo, blonde-haired Jezebel. <laughs> Darcy's mom is like, she has a career and I don't see. 
That's why. That's what happens when you maybe you weren't working so much. You'd be home with your son. Exactly. You would, you would know what he's doing. Exactly. Um. So that weekend, Darcy's at home and she's pulling the old thermometer on the lamp trip to pretend like she's sick. And my go-to was never that because I feel like faking a fever is hard. Because eventually you're gonna touch your head and be like, "But your head doesn't feel hard, hot." The trick is always to just tell them that you're throwing up a lot or shitting yourself. Because no one ever wants to ask too many questions about gastro issues because they're gross. So if you're just they like, are. I have diarrhea, they're like, okay, <laughs> stay home. I, like, I need to be close to a toilet. And they're like, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay. That's funny because when I first moved to China, um, like there's like certain things right in different cultures or like with different language barriers that like are like a sensitive topic that you don't bring up or sensitive words that you do or don't use. And that was really shocking to me. Um, people just openly are like, yeah, I have a stomach ache. Like I'm having like the, 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 the kind of, uh, like polite ways say stomach ache, but I've had several students. They're like, teacher, I have really bad diarrhea. I'm on the toilet. I can't come to class. <laughs> and like, that's also a common thing to say to your work as that's well. Interesting. Okay. Like you don't just say, "Oh, I'm having like you would like," or you, you wouldn't even say like, "You'd oh, be like, I have, oh, I have an upset stomach." I'm like, I have an upset stomach, and usually you could assume that means like you're on the shitter yeah. or like, you're throwing up. Like you don't have to tell me which one yeah. or both, you know? It's <laughs> like it basically in Chinese, like it's saying like I have diarrhea. That's a common thing to say in Chinese. So when they translate to English, they're like, "I have diarrhea. I am I'm puking <laughs> and having diarrhea." <laughs> And I've had. I want to want I want to just like isolate the audio of Lauren just saying I have diarrhea. It's just like, wait, <laughs> and then, but also it's like I've also like sent that as like if I'm calling in sick because like it's like weird. Yeah, the way you have to like report that you're sick and not coming to work, they like ask too many specific questions. So one way to just like get them off your back is be like I have diarrhea. So I've I've called in sick and said I have diarrhea to my actual boss and they're like, okay, get better soon. <laughs> oh, wow. I li- but you know, I kind of like that. Like it is mm-hmm. weird that we are so taboo about a thing that like everyone has, everyone poops. Like, why are we so like, ugh, like you can't mm-hmm. talk about it. Like openly, it's like, yeah, I have diarrhea. Like, like I ate, my shits are coming out way too fast. Okay. And I don't feel comfortable <laughs> work, going to work today. <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't want to have to run back. I don't want to blow up your bathroom. Okay. I just don't want to do that. I have to go to the bathroom every every like two minutes. I have to go to the bathroom. Like I can't do this right now. Uh, my also my other go to when I had a male um, uh, boss was just like allude to having a period issue, and that's always like easy, oh, yes. easy breezy, beautiful yes. cover girl. I would just be like, I'm like I'm having um, some feminine or hormonal problems, and then they'd just be like, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I lied. So that's telling the truth, though, because I actually did used to, before I found out I had endometriosis and just doing anything about it, I would actually miss work sometimes for, like, really bad periods. Um, but now we know. Now we know, and I don't have to do that. I kind of miss doing that, though. I, I could still lie about it. No one has to know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I hope my boss is listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, so, but Darcy's mom reluctantly lets her stay home alone, um, and then she texts Manny. She's like, all systems are go. Go into the ski trip. Um, yep. Darcy meets Manny at this van and she's like 
calling Peter to tell him, like, you know, apologizing for lying, tells him to come out, that she'll make it worth his while if he comes. Um, while this is happening, instead of being a normal teenager and going on a ski trip, Toby's at home recording an inflammatory podcast. <laughs> he's, like, ranting. <laughs> he's, like, ranting on, like, a mic. And he's, like, breathing hard because, like, he's just, like, coming out of him. Like, he's having a, giving, a, a diarrhea, basically. It's giving a little bit of like Alex Bob. He's, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, it is like he's like, right in the face. His eyes are bulging, um, and he doesn't even edit that shit. He's like, he listen to it. He just like upload. I'm like, uh, do you want to listen to that? Like, <laughs> hey, yo, like, I listen to that real I'm not saying every time I've edited a podcast, I've listened to it all the way through. In the early days, I would. Right, um, yeah, me too. But yeah. you know, you, if if, you're, if, I, if I was heated, I would probably go back. Like, let me just like. Yeah, I'm just double check. Fresh ears and listen to this shit before I post it. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, I'm going off. Um, so uh, we're we're at the the slopes, and um, Mar- Manny is helping Darcy with her snowboard. Jane invites them to hang out at this party after like uh, skiing. I guess it's like the van kind of go like go- comes and goes throughout the day, but at a certain point, like it it stops mm-hmm. and it'll come the next day. Um, so Peter surprises Darcy. They're excited. He goes to the party and it's like just great fun snowboarding montage of kids having fun in the snow. Um, Liberty back into Edegrassi, Liberty finds Toby and calls him out for the podcast. She's like, that was way too much. Like you, you called them like in greats. You were just doing doing the most. Mm-hmm. But Toby doesn't want to integrate. He said, two, four, six, eight. We don't want to integrate like he was outside of a school in Alabama in 1960. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I was like, like Toby, do you know what you're saying? I know that I know integration like as like a racial thing is different than just saying integrate, which means yeah. just bring together. But it's just funny him being like, I don't want to integrate. I'm like, Toby, <laughs> don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> You're 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 one uh, clip away outside. on the podcast from becoming a white supremacist, like <laughs> right? And I'm like Toby, you're Jewish. You can't be a white supremacist. Stop. <laughs> you're getting like, radical. And it's, it's not, not good. for you. You guys, he's being radicalized. He's radicalizing himself. That's crazy to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you manage to do that on your own? Mm. Um, they're outside playing like uh like street hockey, and they see some Lakers freshmen. So like um Danny and Derek are like that's like go beat their asses. And Liberty's like guys, like someone has died. All right, like why, like why are we? And this is why um I didn't remember the sequence of events. I thought that JT's death happened this season because I was like, oh yeah, doesn't like the whole thing like escalate and the the tipping point is the murder and then it stops. Right. I forgot that like actually like not that much happened than a murder and then they're still like doing this <laughs> yeah, shit yeah. you think they would learn though like someone has died though like recently like maybe chill <laughs> like stop yeah yeah um it's wow it's crazy um we're at the party um darcy the character makes it a point to say that she's not drinking um and like a creepy guy like max on manny he kind of looks like which one is and sync or or Backstreet Boys, AJ or Chris? No, he was like Chris. Chris, no, he's Chris short. is an in sync. Like yeah, yeah, With the, the hat, skunk like hair, the facial hair, and also the earrings, and also like 
glass. It's like it's just a lot. It has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Darcy and Peter sneak away to a bedroom though, um, and they start making out on the bed. But Peter gets a little bit too handsy, and um, Darcy sets her boundary that she's not having sex. She doesn't want to do anything below the waist. Um, and he fully gets angry, of course. And he's and she's like, you know that I made it about abs. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't. And it's like, it's a guy thing to do. Like, her. you know, you went into this knowing that she's like yeah. abstinent. Like, that's her fucking brand that Darcy <laughs> is like. Really. Everyone knows in the school. She's like, she's like a Disney teen. She's like uh, the Jonas Brothers. She's like Demi Lovato. She's like, I am a virgin and I'm staying that way. I have a purity <laughs> ring. That was weird, by the way. Why did they make them do that? That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, enough. You so know what weird. people don't want to talk about is the, how many Disney kids had to be like wear purity rings. Like that was weird. But like, but you went into this relationship knowing it's about Darcy, and then you're mad that she's like actually a virgin and and plan to stay one, and that you dated her with this idea of like I probably could convince her not to be one. Mm-hmm. It's like then date someone who's not abstinent. I don't get it. Like, like conquests men. But yeah, Darcy, Darcy um, makes a hard boundary and Peter gets mad and she and she kicks him out. Um, so back um, back at home, Johnny and the Lakers guys are hanging out like a pool hall. <laughs> where do bad kids hang? Yeah. Because we got a line earlier where one of the guys is like, hey, let's go to the dot. And he's like, that grassy place. That's how he talks too. Like <laughs> Johnny has like. He, you know how he talks? You know the guy, I mean, it's like a fucked up nickname, but you know the guy they call Crater Face in um, Greece? That is <laughs> What was perfection. his name? I, I, I don't like calling him that because it's fuck, a fucked up name to call somebody. I mean, like, like, you can't control acne. But like, but, like yeah, that's he how he talks. Face. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to the dot. That's where the Degrassi kids hang out. Let's go to the pool hall. It's very like that. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, I remember you, Isaacs. We kicked your ass earlier. It's very like, but it's not even like a black. He's just a weird like. I don't know. Maybe it's like <laughs> his speech impediment. I don't know what it is. It, it's really <laughs> no, it's. I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's exactly how he sounds hey, in this episode. Hey, you. It's like it's like tough guy voice. Like, like you know that Teddy Zuko gonna get his ass kicked. We gonna go down to the drag race. <laughs> Drive faster than him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Toby shows up and he's like, hey, let's get along. And he's like, what? You think I didn't listen to podcasts? I love this American life. My best, my favorite one. I love yeah. the episode when they spent 24 hours at a golden, at that, um, at the golden nugget in Chicago. You know, you know that episode, the diner, and they meet all kinds of characters at this diner. I love that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my life. That's so, good. um, <laughs> shout out to the, this American Life listeners because they, that's a, that's an iconic, I love that episode. I think that golden nugget's closed now. But, um, so then, um, yeah, he loves podcasts. He's like, I heard it. So Johnny tells Toby to leave before he, basically he's like, you better leave, kid. Ain't no Degrassi people here. It's just us. So Toby's like, fuck, I should leave. But the peace treaty is off the table, okay? Um, so, but aside from the stabbing, this is like the lamest gang war in history, like seriously. Um, it's like yeah. so boring. 
<laughs> uh, back at the party, Darcy pours herself a drink. I guess it's like a Smirnoff ice or something. It's a Smirnoff ice. Well, like, is she sure. drink? I was like, is she drinking, drinking? And I was like, why is it that color? I'm like, oh, it's, it's a like cloudy, a wine cooler. Like yeah. a cloudy, like, Smirnoff ice. I have not had one in 10,000 years. And I don't think I will have one anytime soon. You know what they um, need to make? They need to make, like, a less sweet, stronger Smirnoff ice. So vodka? <laughs> or, like, I guess it'd be, like, a I'm cocktail. Kidding. It'd be, like, <laughs> like um, no, like, a Smirnoff <laughs> Like just like a splash of like a like a little bit of that sweetness that the, the flavor of Smirnoff Ice, and then uh-huh. like but like yeah like a vodka like a vodka soda but with a splash maybe I just need to make a vodka soda with a splash of Smirnoff Ice in it. Ooh, that could be good. Yeah, yeah. but you know you know they're thinking good. about their 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 audience is not us. It's like it's literally teenagers. They can't they can't say that because you can't market alcohol teenagers. But it's like. That's what who drinks wine coolers and like those. It's like literally that, like that's it's a missed made opportunity for, for the industry. They need to like make grown up, like the grown up the drinks that you that you like were drinking when you first started drinking. They need to make a grown up version of that. That's not gonna like give you a headache after you drink two of them. You know, that's actually a really good idea though. Like a Mike's Hard lemonade, but like an elevated Mike's Hard. Yeah, I can't drink that now. Yeah. Because I, because I also don't like. I don't want to make my own cocktail to like make it stronger. I want a pre-mixed one that's the already that that's that's. And that, to be clear, you know? listener, if you're thinking like, oh, just drink truly, I'm like, no, those things are sweet. I don't like those. Uh-huh. I don't like trulys. I don't like. Uh, it's gross. It tastes like they're too sweet. I hate a sweet cocktail. Like, um, the only I can no, I can do a sweet cocktail if it's like, um. If it's like, I'll do like an old fashioned, which is pretty sweet, but at least like with whiskey, it really like the bite of whiskey yeah, it makes it so much it. better. But I can't do like a, a too sweet; it's too much. But she's, but they're teenagers, so of course that's what they're drinking. <laughs> yes. Um, Darcy tells Manny about Peter, and Manny's like, "Oh God, like yeah, like Peter sucks." But she's also like, she does suggest I think, which is a valid point. She's like, "Isn't absence supposed to make like your life like easier?" Like. It seems like basically she's like it seems like it's make it's really hard for you like and like and you know I Manny is such a good friend I feel like she's prov- she's, she's attempting to provide a perspective that's actually pretty neutral that's just like mm-hmm. gee like yeah this thing that's supposed to like guide you it seems like it's so hard for you like you know but Darcy of course immediately slut shames Manny and tells her that like I'm not like you Manny like I ha- I don't have like I have self respect and I have like value and it's just like. Jesus almighty. <laughs> like, God. Like, Manny can't wait. Like, Manny's like, Mm-mm. like, Manny could literally, <laughs> Manny could like get a perfect score on her SAT and get into Harvard and they're still gonna be like, she's a whore. It's just like, mm-hmm. uh, leave this girl alone. It's crazy. I know. So Manny gets pissed. She's like, you know what? Like, basically, fuck you. She like walks away. She's like, I'm not gonna deal, I'm gonna deal with you. Like, I'm about doing this shit. Um, so Darcy goes to the bathroom, but she leaves her drink, um, and they make a point of showing this, leaving her drink on a table outside of the door. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter is getting drunk by himself outside, and we see him come into the party. Darcy's now on the couch, and she seems to be drunk, mm-hmm. but we later found out she only had one drink. Yes. But she's really, like, she's really fucked up. She's yeah. slurring. Uh, they apologize to each other, and she's, like, immediately, like, she, like, passes out. Like, she's... Not doing great. But before that, she said, oh, we can hook up. 
and we can do anything that you want. And he also admits to her, like, she's a virgin. So, like, he is waiting, willing to wait to, mm-hmm. like, but then, like, he, she passes out and then he runs to go throw up because he's really drunk. Um, right. Yeah. So that night, Toby goes to JT's grave. And this is just a stupid point that I wrote. I thought JT was poor because that was a nice plot. <laughs> Like, Listen, they got a nice big ass big old headstone. headstone. I'm like, oh, I thought because the rest of us, my family, when we've had to bury people, they got them like joints in the ground, like the one that's black, the flat, yep, the ground. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> the cheapest one. <laughs> he got, he got a hole. He got an angel on top, and she's like staring down, like, like he got a mausoleum. Like that's just yeah. expensive. I was like, wait, I thought you were. It's just you and your grandma. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is nice. This is a nicer plop than I'll ever have. I know that much. So, um, so um, yes, a dying, a, a, a dead parrot makes you very knowledgeable about how expensive on, burials y'all. are, and they are expensive. So, Toby talks to JT, like, not literally, like, to his spirit, to the idea right, of him. Right. And, um, through his talking to him, he's like, you're just so great. Like, you were such a wonderful person. And, like, you know, basically inspires him to make a podcast a, a podcast episode about JT and the peace treaty. Um, and, like, trying to, like, find peace. So I'm like, you know what? Good for Toby. I'm happy for him. And he's, he's like, you know, de-radicalized at this point. Right. In our final scene, um, we see Darcy being led to the bedroom with a guy who's, like, we're not really sure who he is. He's pretty, like, blurry. Mm-hmm. Um, the person locks the door and she falls on the bed and he like kind of rubs her shoulder and the episode ends there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty dark. Pretty dark ending. Very dark. Are you ready to get into part two? Yes. Um, part two to synopsis. Darcy discovers a roofie rapist. Quotes, that's what says i didn't know this um yeah um was on the loose during the ski trip and takes desperate measures to end her emotional suffering meanwhile marco is reluctant to consent to a blind date but dylan's uninterested contact conduct persuades him to do so <sighs> i mean don't don't we love the b plot <laughs> like like innocence compared to such a dark a plot topic like we didn't need it as always i'm like we we don't need need we don't really need it but yeah or not as in not as much i think it could have we could have taken up less time with uh marco and the gang or they could have just like not gone to the university kids they could have just kept it within degrassi stuff going on i feel like that would have been less of a jump Yeah, I mean, but like I've said, this has been like an issue I've had with the this part, this era of Degrassi because they're keeping the college kids on. It does feel like we're watching two different shows because they they seldom interact with each other. So it's just like we're watching two like like it's it doesn't work when you have like these B and C plots that happen at the university or at Degrassi if the focus is the university. But then at no point do any of these characters like in like like cross paths. It's just kind of like they should have. They really should have just made like a spinoff show. I, think. I know. Oh, that because that spinoff would have been really yeah. good. Because then it would have been they would have been able been to good. go deeper yeah. into stuff. 
It's okay. Mm-hmm. We got that. And it's just more like, you that, know, the, the challenges, the unique challenges of being like a young adult and maybe like take on maybe edgier, like mm-hmm. more adults, you know. What's that show that I that I always think of, the end show? It's like the best years or the good years. Oh, the um, best years. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like that was their kind of attempt at it, but they should have done it with Degrassi because it would have been a better spinoff to have a spinoff. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so our cult open um is a jump to the next day. Day Darcy wakes up next to Peter, um, and she's realizing that they're both in bed together, and she, in she instantly realizes that that like something happened last night, um. But she's instantly thinking that she slept with Peter and that that but she's like very distraught and like it's the worst thing possible. But neither one of them remember what happened. Um, mm-hmm. But they both assume that they slept with each other. But Peter's kind of like, oh, that's, I'm sorry this happened. I don't really remember. He's kind of like feeling bad for it. But like Darcy's like really not doing well, like more even more so than just like oh my gosh in her mind she thinks she lost her virginity but like she's like not doing well on multiple levels so it's clear that something else we know as the audience that something else happened but she's kind of even realizing that as well Mm -hmm. um peter apologizes uh but darcy's really upset and she just wants to leave and to go home because she was supposed to be home yesterday um, so that's on top of it, right? She like she left. She wasn't. She didn't leave when she was supposed to last night um, to get back in time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at Degrassi, and then the cheer squad is practicing. Holly J is not keeping up with the routine. Um, no, she's not. Holly J. She can't count. She can't do an eight count or whatever the fuck <laughs> they call it in cheer. She's not making that. She like, cannot. She's not. Doing and like, well. and you know, for someone who has so much attitude about, oh, I'm a, I want to be captain. I'm like Holly J. Specific. You cannot call her Holly. She's Holly J. Uh-huh. I'm like, you need like, set your pussy up, girl. Like, yeah. What's this? And then you have you in the front, all messing up, <laughs> yeah. throwing people off. Exactly. <laughs> um, but Darcy's getting really frustrated. She's over it. And she's being a big, she's frustrated, but also being a big Debbie Downer in the situation as well. Um, Manny asks about what happened yesterday because, you know, after Darcy slut shamed her for like the umpteenth time, um, Manny left and didn't know what happened after she left the party. But she sees that Darcy is really upset and um, Darcy tells her what she thinks happened at the time. Um, and Manny's like, oh, like, you know, Manny's, again, Manny's being a really good friend. She's realizing that, like, okay. As always, or as, (sighs) as usually, not always, but but usually she's just like, yeah, she's there for you. Like, (sighs) yeah. And she was, she wasn't like, oh my gosh, girl, yes, you lost it. She was like, she realized, you know, if Darcy had lost her virginity, She's obviously, this isn't what she wanted. So, um, right. But, uh, 
Darcy's really upset because she's worried about what people will say um, if they find out that um, she slept with Peter. Um, right. And it's, you know, the worst thing that could happen. Um, we get to the uni house and Alex, Marco, pa- Paige, and Ellie are there. Um just kind of making small talk as they're kind of getting ready for the day. And Marco is missing Dylan, who's often, what country is he in? Switzerland? Netherlands? He's in Switzerland. Okay. <laughs> He's in Switzerland, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Ellie is kind of like over it. She's like, listen. Because <sighs> you know when you, you're like, <laughs> we, we put up with your, with you, with your friends, like, partner like treating them like shit and kind of like ghosting them and your best friend like hasn't got hasn't gotten it through hasn't it hasn't gotten through to them the the situation and you're like listen it's time to move on we we got things to do (laughs) i like listen does that man know he got a boyfriend because it's i don't know if you know it yet but i think you're single (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. my guess is that you are free to do what you like and it's time to move on marco Um, we get back to Degrassi and Peter being the asshole that he is, um, immediately blabs and tells the two worst people to tell Derek and Danny that he maybe had sex with Darcy last night, but to keep the secret. I Um, did understand where he was coming from in this moment though. Like, I mean, obviously I think it was wrong. She promised you promised secrecy, but you could tell that Peter, and I think it's touched on later is also grappling with it because he's like he's not like oh yeah like i had sex he's like i had sex i think but he's not like yeah he's not you could tell he's not convinced that they actually had sex i think right they've kind of like um you know both decided that that's what happened but like you know he's he doesn't has like no memory of this and it's like yeah he was right which like fair like yeah he's drunk but like i don't know if he was blackout drunk he's just drunk right you know right that that's mm-hmm. true um we are and then everyone is walking into miss kwan's class and miss kwan's class is always the symbolic literature <laughs> pertaining to the topic of the episode absolutely <laughs> she's like i'm here she's like what are you talking about today day ladies and gentlemen <laughs> she literally creates her syllabus based on this on the kids drama like she's like on so what's tea, new she's like <laughs> like hmm, interesting <laughs> um, like, i guess we're gonna assign the scarlet letter i'm sure it won't compound anyone's trauma right now here read this mm-hmm. book but shout out to Miss Squad. She's like, listen, I still got this paycheck. I still got this recurring role. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I love this. She's like, I'm going to be here as long as they need me. <laughs> um, we are at the core, and Marco arrives to chat with uh, Jesse and Ellie um, about something couldn't really tell you what but um uh, marco comes and he says hi to someone that's also in the office and his name is aaron a ron if you will and i thought uh, it was eric <laughs> maybe it is eric <laughs> I, I wrote eric. aaron at first did i write eric yeah it's eric <laughs> i wrote aaron first but i also spelled it wrong so um yes eric and 
Ellie being the, the friend that she is, she's like, Ooh, Eric, Marco, two gay men. And Marco needs to move on. Let's set him up. You know? she's I'm sure they're like, compatible. They're both gay. I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay. Girl. I don't know if that's how that works. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but it's like classic. Like, oh, I'm the, I'm the the quirky the quirky girlfriend of 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 a gay man. I know. I'll set him up with another gay man. That'll be perfect. <laughs> you know. Yeah. She's like, love a trip. It'll be great. Like. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll both love this. <laughs> um, we are outside Degrassi, Peter, with Peter and Darcy, and Darcy is. I wrote down Darcy is surprised. I think she's surprised that it happened. She's surprised that she like thought she's, she's surprised that she would sleep with Peter and that she like let this happen, quote unquote. And um, it was a big mistake and it can't happen again. Right. And yeah. yes, this, this is what you're saying. Peter promises he didn't tell anyone and that he's going to keep it a secret. And then he's here for her. And Kind of, like being nice for Peter, like, <laughs> like I mean, yeah, I think he Peter understands that, like, aside from just, I mean, we have to t- discuss, you know, obviously, uh, Darcy doesn't fully know or has not accepted. I think it's implied that she kind of had an inkling that something had happened that's not right. this, but like, you know, the reality is that, like, Darcy, you know, what happens in these situations when, um, I think obviously a lot of people, even if they're not religious, have a very idealized version of what maybe their first sexual experience would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, in Darcy's case, we learned that it was violent, but there's also the reality of like, you know, you think you're going to like be in love and to be like romantic, and then in this case where she, she let's assume that it like it, we know it's, it was not consensual, but she thinks right, it's consensual. Right. It still was like not that ideal, right? It's like it's you know she envisioned it being with someone she loved, being married, and her wedding night. I'm sure mm-hmm. to it being like mm-hmm. drunk or what she thinks is drunk at a party with her like right. boyfriend of a few months, you know. So like it's it's I can see even though I you know it's challenging because I feel like I have very progressive views about sex and about like mm-hmm. even the concept of virginity. I don't think I I don't personally believe in it but i also understand that for a character like darcy she does and that's what matters Mm -hmm. and like that that would be hard and it's nice to see peter at least seem to understand that like this is hard for her because it's like she literally is grappling with this like thing this 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 idea of the future and like that literally just being taken away from her yeah Okay, yeah. let me know if this is too harsh of a thought about Peter. Mm-hmm. I think he is being nice, but I also feel like he's being nice because he thinks he can get something out of it. I feel like he's being nice. My, like, my, my thoughts about Peter's intentions at his core are like, I'm going to be nice because maybe she'll eventually sleep with me sober. Mm. Is that wrong to think? From, from Peter's I don't think it's wrong to think. I I think it's because we have this character. I think I, I don't believe that the the character believes this, but I can also understand why you would believe that because 
Um, we've talked a lot about informed blank, which is the flaw and like mm-hmm. that sometimes writers can make, which is like show us, show, don't tell. Instead of showing us Peter being a better person, in this case, I think he is showing us. This episode shows him being a better person. Right. But we have had very little lead up to seeing Peter progressively become a better person. So all we're just getting is, oh, Peter's good now. Peter's good. So it's, it's <laughs> right, hard right. to not think like, you know, I remember when I first saw this episode, I was like, did Peter rape her? Like, I was like, she was raped. I immediately, as a teenager, understood yeah. this was a rape because she was unconscious. But I was like, did Peter rape her? And like, I didn't, you know, I didn't think that that was a far fetch because also Peter has had issues with consent, Peter's like past. filming drunk yes, girls yes, yes. We've in his past. We've seen things that are like very incredibly problematic behavior as it pertains to sex with girls or sexual interactions mm. with girls that... When I first watched this, I was like, I think he, and obviously that was not true, but like the fact that as an audience, I could still believe that even though you're telling me he's good, he's good. I'm like, I still think he's a villain though because you haven't shown me him be good. You just said it a little bunch. Maybe we had gotten something earlier in the last season where we saw Peter because even we, maybe like, and I get it. It adds tension to the relationship of kind of the back and forth with Peter and Darcy, but like maybe if after seeing like the Thanksgiving episode, that was earnest and he didn't do the thing like, you know, drive without his license and be like still shitty. If we right. actually seen him maybe, you know, genuinely have through line where like and not having a setback, I would have been more willing to be like, oh, okay, maybe he has made a lot of changes now. But now it's just people saying he's changed. So it's like. Yeah. I don't. Right. Really? No. Yeah. So, I, so I don't agree with you, but I understand where that yes. comes, where your perspective comes from. Right. What we, yeah, what we've been shown from Peter's behavior is that that is right like if i guess if this was a real situation right like in a real person right like um because i like, feel like if we it mentioned was peter if it was like, yeah go ahead sorry if because if darcy let's say was dating somebody different like let's say she was dating still dating spinner and right. like the same scenario came played out, I wouldn't have had a moment of like, wait, did Spinner rape? No, been like, exactly. It couldn't have been like, I don't think so. I don't think that like because we haven't seen. Of course, I mean, people surprise you. Obviously, they don't have to, you know, right, they're always right. consistent. But in the in the in the narrative realm, I'm like, we've seen Spinner actually make amends and actually like right show progress. We have not seen Peter. Did we just heard heard people say it? And it's like, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I remember mentioning at some point in the podcast being like, because we were like, why, why is this behavior in Peter's storylines? Like, why is that so casually handled and like not given such more, more of a shock of like, this is such a terrible thing? Because I remember we were thinking like, this escalates, like what Peter's doing at fucking high school, like that escalates to stuff. Like, you don't mm-hmm. just like, if especially if you're like an, an attractive white male, like Nothing's stopping you. Like, literally And you're nothing. not getting any actual real consequences from your actions. No. It's like, the, he, if anything, this would imply that he's, like, kind of testing how his boundaries mm-hmm. and how far he can go. So I think that, like, I think that the, you know, I love Degrassi, but I think that the writers and, like, kind of mishandled Peter a little bit. With, like, not really. Yeah. Yeah. I think also it's like. To really justify him being a good character all of a sudden. Yeah. Right. I think also, right, it was a different time, right? Like, 
Like, yeah. it was a different time of just, like, what was just, like, normally accepted. I mean, publicly. and we also talked about the Peter Manny of it all. And the weird undertones of, like, well, Manny shouldn't have gone drunk. Like, they didn't say that, but it was, like, mm-hmm. I think they, mm-hmm. they kind of kind of apply, like, oh, they both were culpable in this. And it's, like, right. I don't know if I say right. that. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I, yeah, but I think, yeah, that what you said was, was correct, right? Like the, <laughs> we're talking about a fictional show, right? Like, right, they're showing, they're showing Peter is being different. So we're, we're assuming we're, we're meant to, to know that right. he's being different and he is being nice. And, exactly. but I guess, yeah, me as a viewer, I'm like, I don't trust it. We can't trust Peter. Don't trust him. But we're, all the signs are pointing to, yes, we're trusting Peter now. And he and he yeah. does he he does the good things this episode, so we'll give him that. Um, we're at the uni house, and Marco is complaining about Dylan again, and he's complaining about his half-assed text that was like misspelled, like not even typed out fully, like, <laughs> and because it was their anniversary, I think. Um, he's like half and of Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, he doesn't say uh, Mark. He's at M. Half and if M. Oh, for L U V U. Like and then, or like anytime Marco says something, he's just like ditto or did. He doesn't even say the ditto. Ugh, he just he dids. just puts the quotation the quotations. That's it. He's like, he's like I love you, and he's like tick tick retweet. <laughs> Oh god. RT and that's it, RT. Yeah, like literally like don't hate shit. <laughs> you can't like, really? type out a damn message. Lowest common denominator, like really. Right. Um But just in time for Marco's, you know, really despair eric is there at the house mm-hmm. and it's very clear and apparent that uh ellie is trying to set marco and arrow uh, eric up and she she's like oh jesse and i have to go upstairs to fix something we'll leave you two alone um <laughs> and it's like damn it this is a clear setup uh but eric is like Eric is kind of okay with it. He's like, okay, there's potential here. I talked to Marco. We have a connection. But Marco's like, mm-hmm. I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. I can't talk to you. I can't be near you. I have a boyfriend. He's in Switzerland. And Eric's like, damn. And he's like, who said I don't? Eric said, who said I don't? <laughs> right. Um, or he did a thing like is- when guys are like, try to talk to you. Like, I have a boyfriend. Like, dang, he don't let you have friends? Like, no, actually, it was a lemon. I can't get a hug. I can't get a hug. I can't get a hug. Get a hug. <laughs> Where's my hug? <laughs> God. I've never given you a hug in my life. Like, why do you think I'll hug you? Sir. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but Eric is like, listen, you know, like, there's more. There's, there's, there's more gay men out there than just Dylan, you know? And I'm here. We have a connection. But Marco kind of just shoots it down. He's not wanting to do that. He's holding out hope that mm-hmm. Dylan will eventually come around. Spoiler alert. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't, Marco. He's gone. <laughs> it's time to move on. Um, 
Uh, we're at the dot. Uh, Manny, Emma, Peter, and Darcy are there. And <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why Degrassi had to, had to use all the women that Peter has wronged to then defend Peter later. If we're going to defend Peter, use someone else. Don't use Manny. I know. Don't use Emma. Get someone new. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. Don't have Darcy like, date him. Uh, have someone else that hasn't been else. actually else. a victim of Peter. <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> but all, all of Peter's new apologists <laughs> are, are here. And Emma even admits that, you know, people change. People are, people change. And... Uh, this is when Miss, hey, I have a nose ring. My name's Jen. <laughs> Jane. <laughs> Sorry, Jane. Oh, how did we get her? I'm getting no one's name right. Oh, my God. Um, do, have you seen, have you seen, like, uh, I forget her name on TikTok. I'm sure she's on other social media. She's, like, this black girl that always does like um scene recreations and she's always wearing like wigs and she does a lot of disney yeah, content and she's like oh like a disney show like that like she's like different types of like yeah i've seen that girl before she's funny <laughs> yes and there was one where she's like where she's basically just like visually representing uh demi lovato's uh like i wear my converse with a dress that song <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like how like Debbie was so like, ooh, I'm so alternative. Like, like I'm not I'm like alt-pro. anyone else. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, she's like the alt like uh, like Disney girl. <laughs> yeah. Or like have you ever seen that that video and it's like Selena Gomez and she's like, I got some blue in my hair, we're just kinda like rock and poking it out a little bit. It's like <laughs> the funniest because she's like, oh and it's like the cutest little face, and they're like, I was like, yes. oh yeah, we're like, got some new hair because we're at the Teen Vogue party. We got some blue in my hair, so kind of pucking it up. Oh my god, I like it's really taking me back of like this era of like I'm so alt, like you could never like, be eh. anything like me. I stand like Converse, like I stand, I stand like pigeon toed and like leaning to the camera and just like. Oh my god, the fucking pigeon toe girlies. Oh, oh the side bang and the pigeon toe girlies. I know you are someone out there is listening to this podcast and you are one and they're of like, them. Okay? I'm going to show you. You can't see me. You have to do it for Lauren. There's they like the picture and like so they have like the pigeon toes and it's like yes. bang. <laughs> I got my bonnet over my eye. <laughs> and it's like yeah, the MySpace girlies. Oh, the side eye, the side look away, the peace sign. And yeah, like a very, like literally the webcam is doing it for you as well because it was always a webcam photo. It was always like blurry. Oh, God. <laughs> like, so did you blurred. take the picture with a rock? <laughs> uh, no, the rock was my Nokia phone, my like Sony Ericsson. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> my racer. We're at the Teen Thug party. Yeah. <laughs> That is Miss Jane herself. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, she's giving Timo party Selena Gomez teas. Oh my god, what a time! What a time! Um, 
But uh, Jane Jane arrives and Jane, listen, Jane is the kind of bitchy in her own right. Like she's out here just <laughs> airing people's laundry out the dot. She's like, just like hey. dropping bombs. Like, bitch, <laughs> I just met yeah, you. Because <laughs> Darcy and Peter are like canoodling on the couch. And she's like, oh my gosh, get a room. Well, you already got a room the other night. <laughs> she's like, like, I heard, I heard fucks. I heard. <laughs> yeah, like girl come on where, where's your feminism you're giving the image but you're not doing the work come on yeah. <laughs> um but yeah she's like oh yeah it's all around school that you guys slept together and darcy's like ah oh, fuck peter peter really is shitty <laughs> you know he's not as shitty as he usually is but just a little bit shitty he's just his, his yeah his like natural natural amount um yeah she storms out of the dot. Peter follows her out. And he's like, listen, I only did it because I'm really confused. And, um, you know, like you said, we had sex, but I don't really remember it. I don't know if we think he, I don't really think we did. But Darcy's like, yeah, he's like, you remember having sex, but I don't remember having yeah. sex. Yeah. And this is when Peter's like, maybe something happened. Maybe something else happened. Like, cause he, Right, he's like piecing together. He's like, "You're not doing well. Like, you're really kind of like more so just like yeah. the he's I feel like, bad because God a, hates me." You had me. one drink. He's like, "You had mm. one drink, but you were like really mad." There's no way that like one drink doesn't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I think we also did. We also hear about the roofie yet? Like, someone had not Jane, yet, not yet. No, Jane oh, okay. brings that up too. Jane, <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> it's gossip herself. Like, hey, there's a roofie rapist at the ski lodge. She just runs past. It's like what? Why do you deliver news like this? What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Um, but Darcy is like not, cannot handle this, this news, right? She's like, she can't process yeah. it. She's like, that doesn't happen. Shut up. Like, that doesn't happen to girls like me. So stop suggesting it. But it's very clear that she's like in this denial kind of like, I can't even yeah. process that but also i know that that's probably what happened right um and she's very upset and she storms off and goes home um the next day at school um darcy emma and manny are like walking hand in hand they're having their their um their girls walking the girlies walking down the hallway scene um yeah. But uh but <laughs> Manny and Emma are like, Yeah, Peter isn't shit. Peter ain't shit. We we told you and it's like, bitch, you were just talking about how good he was just the other day. Finding him the other day. <laughs> but I do appreciate Emma and Manny because like Darcy's kinda like everyone's gonna know, like, this is gonna be awful for me. But they're like, We've been hey, we've been here. They're like, we've had to do this like walk of shame Listen, basically of like after I, my I shit was aired. <laughs> Now I, I miss have to, like, be at school, so. And I miss abortion. So, like, you're fine. You're fine. You're yeah. one of us. Yeah. I, and I show my titties to the camera. Everyone saw my titties. So, like, I'm, like, trust me, girl. Like, mm. we've had to walk these halls before. So I appreciated that solidarity <laughs> yes, of, like. I did, too. We got you. Yeah. I did, too. Um, uh, but Kim comes up and she's like, Darcy, I heard what happened. You know? Kim is such a cunt. I and hate she, this bitch. I'm sorry. I hate her. Like, Kim oh my cunt. god. She ain't shit. Yeah, she's like, listen, hand over your abstinence ring. Virginity is God's most perfect gift, and you just gave it away. 
she hands over her abstinence ring, her purity ring, which I'm like, oh, Darcy. No. Because, like, her world is literally crumbling around her. Like, she's dealing it's with crumbling. literally the reality of what happened. And then, like, the the social, like, quote-unquote consequences of people thinking that she had sex with Peter. That's, like, the worst thing possible for her socially. And, yeah. like, that's really fucking and tough. Then, and then also, I'm sure it's massive. I mean, she doesn't talk about it so much but we we know like then there's also like the spiritual side of it like she mm-hmm. darcy truly believes that like what yeah. kim says is true that like yes that was god's gift and i gave it away and i think she truly feels guilt and like you know like, I, I, I imagine she probably feels like a very real like existential like terror yes. it's not just like Oh, I'm gonna be slut shamed. Oh, it's it's like no, like I did this horrible thing. I've been a front to God. Like she's yeah, she's going mm-hmm. through it. And fucking Kim's ass. I would have sl- I would have sl- punched Kim the fucking. Thing. I'm sorry. Like, it's like dude, fucking lay off. Like okay, this is not the time. You see, she does not look proud of what's happened. Like mm-hmm. why are you like doing the most? Did she buy the purity ring? <laughs> so I was like, wait, <laughs> right? Like, is, did you collect like, dues for these? Like, did what you, the fuck? Do you, you, yeah, like, do you guys all pay for? Like, I don't get it. Why are you taking it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, did she get it from her church? Like, it's not for you to take away. Okay. <laughs> um, we jump to the uni house, and Marco and Ellie are discussing Eric, and Marco is like, I just can't do this. Like, you know, I'm with Dylan, but. After Ellie convincing him a little bit, Marco decides to concede to a coffee date. That's, you know, that's fine enough. Mm-hmm. We get back to Degrassi, and this is when Miss Jane comes up to Darcy, who is at her locker, I think with Manny as well. And she's like, oh my gosh, did you hear? There's a roofie rapist. And they would say, <laughs> a roofie maniac. <laughs> and he's on the she loose, spiking random girls' drinks. Too- excited about it like it was like a fun story i'm like that's actually like right i feel like you'd be like guys like did you hear like there was some i don't know if you know what's happened like when you guys are up there but like did you hear there was a guy out there like roofing people like i don't know i feel like she's seen a little bit too like oh here's the goss it's like girl yeah or like it's kind of one of those things right like where it's like oh my gosh like she's just assuming that it didn't happen to them and so she's too lighthearted about it um, yeah, she's a little bit too kind of, like you said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, a little slightly tone deaf, Jane. But you know, we're we're gonna grow. We're gonna grow as we get older. Um, it's a little performative now, but we're gonna we're gonna grow later, Jane. Um mm-hmm. and this is when Darcy has like her first like we're seeing her first flashbacks that she's having to the night. And, um, but she immediately is like, oh my gosh, thank goodness it didn't happen to one of us. She like wants to, you know, push it away. And again, distance yeah. herself. She doesn't want to be, she's like, I already am the girl that like lost her virginity. I'm already the Christian girl that lost her virginity before marriage. I can't be the, I can't be the rape girl. Like that, I think that's kind of her mindset, right? Yeah. I think it's like, uh, uh, definitely like a feeling of like I mean I think it, it, it makes well because it makes what happened to her so much worse mm-hmm. right because it's like it's already mm-hmm. bad enough that I like you know I you know broke this covenant to God but like imagine if that happened through like violence too it's just like you know I could I would understand why she would separate herself 
Yeah. I, yeah, me too. Um, and Minnie starts questioning her, being like, hey, like, I left you early. You said you only had one drink. Like, that you don't get drunk like that off of one drink. Are you sure, you know, everything was fine? But Darcy denies mm-hmm. um, that any of that happened, you know. It denies it, denies it. Um, we see Darcy at the clinic. She's getting tested for SDIs and pregnancy. Um, but uh, the doctor's like, yeah, it's too early to, like, see if you're pregnant. And that's clear that, like, Darcy's, like, really nervous that she might be pregnant. Because obviously that's going to be the physical manifestation visually for people um, and her parents, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but uh, the the doctor's kind of, the doctor's like, oh, it's too early to see if you're pregnant. Um, and he's like, hey, are you sure that, like, nothing else happened? Like, you know, he's trying to question to kind of get some more details. Like, oh, like, do you have support? Are, you know... Do you know who your partner is? Have they gotten tested? You know, kind of general things, but he's kind of also realizing that she's being a little bit closed off and maybe something else happened. Um, But Darcy just keeps denying everything Uh and kind of putting on a front of everything's fine. I'm doing fine. Um, We get to the coffee date with Eric and Marco and they definitely have a connection. They have, they have a vibe between the two of them. Um, (laughs) But Marco is still committed to to Dylan. Um, And Eric is like, listen, that's great. But just know you're young. (laughs) You know, we're young. And there's other gay men out there who are going to be good to you. Like, you don't have to put up with this shit just because you think this is the only option. Which I loved. I loved that little moment. (laughs) Um... We are at the park. Darcy is on a swing and Manny comes up. It's clear that Darcy called her and Darcy admits to Manny what happened the night at the party. And she's like, and I have chlamydia. Like I found out I have oh. chlamydia. Um, And this is the first time that Darcy's kind of recalling and like kind of tracing back her memory from what she could remember to Manny. Um, and Manny's again, a good friend. She consoles her and is there for her. So and just amazing. like listens. Yeah. I know. Um, and Manny's like, yeah, I think you really need to tell someone like this is important. Um, but Darcy's just terrified and doesn't want to tell anyone. Um, but Manny's really suggesting that she needs to tell someone that she was raped. And this is the first time that we vocalize what happened out loud. Um, mm-hmm. is when Manny says that. Um, they, but a very powerful scene. I mean, like two of them are very, they have great chemistry together and have a connection with each other. They and do. I feel like the two of them acting together is always really powerful. Um, yeah. We get to Darcy's house. And sorry, the parents are off to choir practice, which is just like, oh, so you guys are naturally, you guys are those people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, they went to a a Um, church retreat. So like, you know, they're mm, real, they're real in in there. They, they very much are painting the picture of like, what, like, what kind of status within Christianity Darcy's like family was and like the expectation of them and the expectation of her, um, which I thought was, I thought they, they did a good job of that. 
Um, yeah. And her mom's like, hey, we're, we're off. Like, we'll see you later. But Darcy's very clearly withdrawn in her room. She has her own couch in her room. Did you see that? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and I was like, damn, you're rich. <laughs> she is rich. Like, they're like your... rich Christians. <laughs> right? Um, but uh, Darcy is kind of contemplating, like her mom's like, are you doing okay, Darcy? And Darcy kind of like looks at her and looks like she's about to tell her and kind of like open up to her about what happened, but she can't. And so she just says, oh, no, I'm doing fine. I'm just still sick from, you know, the fake ski, the ski trip sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, we are at Degrassi and uh, Manny is leading cheer practice, but Darcy isn't there. And so she decides to go check the bathroom. And that's where she sees uh, Darcy on the ground in the shower. And right. she has cut her wrist and she's laying on the floor um, in the shower. And yeah, we'll also be I, sure I, to I, put in the description... Yeah. Uh, we we didn't mention suicide in the trigger. I think we only said sexual assault. Yes. So yeah. Yes. Um But uh yeah, this is I did not realize that this was this episode. I thought that this was a future episode that this happened. Same. I forgot that it was. I didn't the same realize episode. it happened the same episode as the rape and it was pretty um it was pretty intense. Uh, we have mm-hmm. yet into in this show in next gen to have covered suicide or suicide attempts, so that was pretty surprising that they they introduced that in the same episode. But I think, or I think we I only mean, had sense, um, Claude for the... or Cloud, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And June you know, or June, Degrassi, uh, High. Degrassi High, but that wasn't. Yeah. We didn't see visual. We never had a visual of no. suicide or suicide attempt. So. Um, right yeah uh yeah. but Manny's i wonder like how they, like oh my gosh yeah what the response is because I, I my first thought was 13 reason reasons why which definitely got you know a lot of pushback because well, maybe because they also right. showed the entire thing um but i'm yeah. wondering what that was you know if there was any response to even just like mm. showing like the fact that she had slit her wrist and like kind of showing that the, the graphicness of that if that has any impact right. on whether or not you know it could influence but i don't know that's a good question i'm very curious to know because i think we always know it's like oh we had the episode with the abortion and many that wasn't shown in the states i'm wondering if there is a edited episode that was shown in canada versus shown in the states i wouldn't be surprised yeah if that was the i don't case. remember if i yeah i can't remember if they showed everything or not and like the blood and everything mm-hmm. that was like shown when we when I first watched it. Right. Yeah. Um we but yeah, after that scene we jump to the hospital. Um Manny and Peter are waiting um in the kind of waiting area and uh Darcy's parents are also there, but they still don't know the context of kind of what triggered Darcy into this headspace. <laughs> do you Darcy's think that asked, if you were yeah go ahead do you think if you were Manny you would have told her parents when they asked like <sighs> okay if I was if I was Manny in this situation mm-hmm. um no I think 
I think because it's I think because it's Darcy's parents, like and how like religious they are, like I think I would have been like no. Like if okay, for example, mm-hmm. if it was like um like Spike or like Emma's mom, I feel like and not 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 just because Manny and Emma are close and like she knows Emma's mom, but like I feel like there's I think Manny knew like that wasn't like a safe space to be like telling that stuff about because it's mm-hmm. I think it was clear like also like Darcy had a life outside of or Darcy already had like secrets from her parents in general that they didn't know about and that right. would be a lot to kind of just like open on them so probably right. not what about you that's fair I think my first reaction and I don't know what I would have actually done in the situation at that especially at that age I probably would have also not said anything just out of fear. But then, like, I could see mm-hmm. why someone might tell just because it has come to this where she's now harming herself. Yeah. Like, yeah. that maybe this is something her parents need to know. But you're right. There is that fear of, like, you know, this isn't a safe space. This isn't, like, they don't – I don't know how they end up reacting to it. But they don't strike me as people who would be, like, understanding. No. Like, I think they would – I think my plan of – To be honest, yeah, I think that – I hate to say this, but I feel like if something like this had happened to me in high school, I wouldn't have told my mom. I, and mm, I just wouldn't yeah. have felt, not even she would have like hurt me or anything, but I think it would have just been, my mom has very big reactions and mm. sometimes can center herself in conflict that I would not feel safe telling her because mm. of that, like having to then endure that and maybe not feeling fully supported mm. would not would just make things worse. I would probably like, you know, I would probably tell my sister or something. I would tell somebody. Right. And maybe have, have her tell her right. just to kind of like soften the blow just because I can't do it. Like, you know? So all mm-hmm. to say is I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, they they aren't, they don't seem like a safe place to. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like tell. Manny was like, mm, no. And I think, yeah, I think she also was like, that's kind of for Darcy to tell. Right. Like that's yeah. kind of her thing and her thing to share. Um, but her parents are like, why would my perfect daughter do this? And then I think Manny also heard that. And she was like, yeah, your parents are fucked. Why would you, like, my beautiful, most perfect, most Christian daughter do this? It's like, oh yeah, you guys are fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they also say like, okay, the cut wasn't that deep. Like she's going to physically, she's going to be okay. After, um, this attempt, uh, we get to the uni house. This is our last episode with them. Marco is waiting for Dylan to call back <laughs> and he's talking to Paige about the t-shirt shop that we now have officially announced. It's gone under. The recession has hit. They're finally out of business. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he realizes with the analogy of the t-shirt shop finally having to say goodbye to that, he now realizes it's time to end things with Dylan too. Yeah. And our last scene is back at Degrassi and we are talking, Darcy's talking to the counselor who I can never remember her name. Do you remember the counselor's name? The school um, counselor? The counselor? Oh, Miss Sauvé. Yeah. Miss Sauvé. So she's talking to Miss Sauvé. Miss Sauvé also and- who's, who's gainful, c- consistent employment at Degrassi like Miss Kwan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Miss Sauvé is like, oh, trauma. I'm here. <laughs> They've got a lot of it. Um, and uh, she's talking to Darcy, and Darcy's very hesitant um, to kind of open up about what 
led her to um, attempt suicide. And, uh, but Miss Vey's like, listen, you can talk when you want to talk, but right now we're going to make sure that you have the support you need and a safety plan so that you stay safe. Which I was like, damn, she got, she got the right credentials. We, we are trauma informed. We Mm -hmm. are doing our job. She's like, I've had enough practice with these damn kids at this trauma filled school. (laughs) (laughs) And she's got double the amount of students to take care of after the fire. And, she, and these new ones, they got hoodies on and they got hats. So you know they're trouble. They got tr- all types of stuff going on. Offloading, yeah, they're, honey. They're constantly. Troubled youth. <laughs> yeah. These are troubled youth. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but Darcy is, like, like she's she's definitely, like, withdrawn, kind of blank-faced, but she's present there, right? She's, like, showing up. Um, she leaves the meeting and Manny and Peter are there waiting for support. And Peter gives her her abstinence ring back and is like, listen, Manny's like, listen, what happened? That doesn't count. Like Mm. you, like you didn't consent, you know, that thing. And I, I remember that like there was, um, growing up like at summer camp and then in the church I grew up in. There was like this kind of thing of like, okay, the public statement is yes, rape does not count as losing your virginity. That's the public statement. But there's also this unspoken rule that like, but you're still not a virgin virgin. Like mm-hmm. within and that is really, really fucked up. But I just remember like that just existing and it and it's very much of like, oh, like, you know. It doesn't happen to girls like this. If you just, if you don't, if you're not drinking, if you're not like putting yourself in these situations that this won't happen to you soon, you have to worry about losing your virginity because of rape and you can still be a virgin virgin, you know, like there was like that, like unspoken Which is, which really, um, that's really fucked up. Yeah. At its core, I feel like that's why I don't believe in virginity because it's like, exactly. It then creates these issues because then it's like. I don't think it's there's really any utility. And to be clear, like I said earlier, I don't believe in the positive virginity, but I understand that in the case of Darcy, she does. So I'm not discrediting that. Like, right, like right. gosh, it don't even matter right. anyway. Like, no, like it, it does to her and it's very yeah. real to her. So I, I understand it. But that's largely my issue with the idea of virginity because then you have these issues where then like we're getting into a situation where we're trying to like argue what is and is not. And it's like... That doesn't really matter. Well, it it matters, but it's just kind of like, like what, like what are we saying to girls when we're telling them this? Because now, like, um, Elizabeth Smart has talked about this, but Mm. like, you know, she grew up. If you don't know Elizabeth Smart, was she was a a young girl. I think she's from Utah. She's from California or Utah. Who was kidnapped. Um, and was sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. She grew up in a Mormon environment and she talks, she's spoken, she's, you know, really become like a victim's advocate and like speaks out a lot, but talk and like for like survivors of like rape. And she talked about like growing up in that abstinence only mindset and hearing this rhetoric about like, you know, you're like a piece of gum and if it's too, too much, then it's nothing, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then like being raped and then having 
that burden of like not only did I have like the most horrific thing happen to me but also now I'm damaged goods and now I have to prove that I'm like it's just it just adds another thing that makes to just compound trauma that I'm like do away with the whole idea of virginity and this idea of like one's sex there's one's value based off of sex because it's like it just doesn't help it doesn't help it just hurts in my opinion so yeah a rough episode also um I always, I always have a hard time with episodes like these when we're talking about sexual assault because I think it's very important for it to be in media, especially among young people and, like, learning. Right. I think Degrassi does a good job of kind of showing, like, the follow-through, like, now seek help, do these things. I think that's yeah. it's good. But we've touched on it. Like, it's weird. And this happens in a lot of shows, not just Degrassi, how rape is sometimes used as, like, a plot device in character arcs and how dicey it becomes like we want to show someone's depth so you a woman's depth or a girl's depth or like her change so she's raped or like it's just kind of like do we want to say this to people and then on top of that there's the fact that like Degrassi has a weird trend and this will happen to another character where Alpha girls maybe the popular girl maybe the one who's kind of not always nice gets raped and it's it's not intentional but through the rape then she becomes nicer and more like empathetic and if it's it happens not just in a grassy but a lot of shows do this and it's like it's a, page, it's a trope yeah. it happened to page it happens to darcy not i don't want to spoil it happens to a character in the future who's also like kind of a yeah. queen bee mean girl gets raped mm-hmm. and that's supposed to like show her like other layer of like she she has depths now and it's like yeah i don't i don't like that it's when it happens a couple times it's like coincidence maybe but then it happens again and it's like that you can't keep Mm -hmm. doing that you can't keep doing Mm -hmm. that with your characters with your female characters like and i think obviously it's hard wanting to tell these stories and doing it in a thoughtful way but it's hard for me not to think of like that's weird that that keeps happening yeah it does you get me? it really does yeah it's it <sighs> but i mean like yeah it's it's i never really thought about that but that's very much like a gun like a trope like mm-hmm. of like oh the right like the the powerful woman like somehow needs to be cut down to then be like uh it has humanized like they always liked now yeah yeah but they frequently use rape as that storyline to then cut them down and it's like yeah it's bad it's it's not great it's It's weird it's weird listener i'd love to hear your opinion about this maybe i'm reaching but this is some a a trope that degrassi is not the only one to do this is a trope in media of like yeah of the powerful maybe it, more confrontational it on one tree hill too like yeah literally a date rape episode like it happens a lot with a popular cheerleader girl like literally <laughs> it happens a lot it's very strange um but i know you have to wrap so i, I think we've got a yeah. a good a good clean episode um so we want to do song choice for this yeah i have a song choice yeah what did you choose 
Um, I chose because I feel like the in part one the music the music that was playing um, at the party um, mm-hmm. was like very much like like uh, mid aughts like pop punk uh, mm-hmm. you know, like like yellow card um, like very much that era uh, but then because it was a sexual assault episode I know Beyond the Blinds they just recently did an episode about uh, the Warp Tour bands and how terrible they were and Ooh, problematic and yeah. sexual assaulty so I didn't want to do them but I did want to choose a song from a female led band every okay. every black person's favorite pop punk band Paramore uh, and I <laughs> I chose <laughs> Hallelujah because Darcy, and it's my favorite song by Paramore. It's a really great song off their Riot album. Awesome. I also wanted to make a point of like choosing a, a woman song, a singer mm-hmm. for this. Um, I chose something older, but I went with Tori Amos, Me and a Gun, where which is about her own sexual assault. So okay. I, you know, I thought you know it'd be cool to. So maybe touch on someone who has experience and has made art referencing it. Um, yeah, it was a rough, rough episode, listeners, but we are here for season seven and we still have more in the pipeline. Um, next week, we're going to be back for episodes three and four, Love is a Battlefield, and it's tricky. In Love is a Battlefield, Paige's new work at a fashion firm, along with Alex's refusal to get out of bed and build a name for herself, Produces a rift between the two. Manny is accused of racism by Holly, Jay, Shantae, and Anya, which has disastrous results for Damien's campaign. Um, FYI, this is also the <clears throat> final appearance of Diana Casaluce, who plays Alex Nunez. So look out for it in the arms of the of the Shangel. <laughs> Soon to come. Um, I know. Um, and in episode four, it's tricky. Ashley decides to practice music again after she does not receive credit for a song she wrote on Craig's album, but finds herself outshone by Jimmy. Meanwhile, Mia has a problem with her locker buddy and mean girl Holly J when they both vie for Sav's affection. Okay, Sav. Okay. My new heartthrob is on the streets. Um, But yeah, we're super excited to dig into these new episodes. Um... That's all I have to say, Lauren. Do you have anything you want to add? You want to plug? Nope. That's it. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at AWS Pod. And yeah. So write us a review. Tell your friends. Tell uh write us a review, rate on Spotify and Apple. And yeah, tell your friends. Share on socials. Tag us. Yes. We'd love to hear from Tag you. Tag us. We'd love it. But thank you so much for listening. As always, we will catch you later, broomheads. Bye, broomheads.